Oh, <laughs> sorry, we're back. I'm back. I know I'm sure you've missed me because you've had to just listen to Nahal. Um, but we're so glad to be back with Debrowing Crypto. This is Reshma and Nahal, who's looking at his phone as usual. Um, but we are I'm looking so... at my phone for a, a, a real purpose, unlike you, who yeah. just scrolls, doom scrolls. No, I don't Google and Twitter. I see you all. The, I'll I record know. it next time and give Great. it to everybody who's watching. Please do. I'll send the video. Just keep on following us and we'll soon publish a video of Reshma doom scrolling. Amazing. Okay. So we'd love to invite our next guest on, AJ. AJ is, and by the way, it's hilarious that uh, Rushman just connected the dots, uh, and 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 she was like, uh, "You look like Gary. Are you guys brothers?" <laughs> and and we're like, "No, just complete coincidence." No. We, then Anthony tried to say that you were his son, and then for a minute I was like, "Oh, maybe you are." <laughs> no. Then I was like, oh, we're eleven years. Bro. We're eleven years apart. I mean, and you're younger. I am younger. Yes. Yeah, but but AJ is not Gary's son. Uh, by the way, by the way, AJ's, you know, uh, obviously, you know, we've known Gary for a long time, and he's uh, he's been incredible in the community in Web three, um, but AJ independently has done incredible, incredible. Things. AJ, who are you shouting and at? Phoebe, do you want to be on camera? Yes. You want to come say hi? No. Okay. <laughs> I've got three kids under five, and I'm working from home today, so. Don't even, listen, don't even worry about it. The circus is in motion. Listen, we always have screaming kids, crying dogs, yes. farting, do farting dogs, because our dog is a ger geriatric dog. Um, she's not geriatric. You she just is, give she's her, 13. She's 12. Yeah. No, she, she's 11. No, she's not. She's anyway, uh, Stanley the Puppy on Twitter. Uh, so AJ is the co-founder and CEO of Vayner Sports, which we're going to talk about. He was the COO of, of Vayner Media. Um, which um, obviously you work with uh, with Gary on, um, and I remember um, AJ early because you were one of the first checks in incredible companies like Uber, Venmo, Coinbase, and many more. Um, but AJ, it's a pleasure to have you. Um, thank you for taking some time out despite the under five kid chaos that we that we understand and respect so well. So uh, thanks for joining us on Deep Rowing Crypto. Yeah, episode. thanks for having me. Episode 10. Episode 10. And you always get more likes if you have kids or dogs in these shows. So yes. feel free for them to interrupt. Yes. So let's get started. We want to know all about Vayner Sports and its yeah, relationship to Vayner Media. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Vayner Sports is an athlete representation firm. Um, our primary focus is across baseball, football, mixed martial arts, and esports. So, those are the four sports that we're actively in right now. We have about 150 clients across those four sports, um, uh, all professional athletes in their own regard. And uh, we're full service in the sense that what that means is that we do their contract, uh, whether that's with a team. So, for example, a, a football player with the, the Jets or the Giants or the Seahawks and then, um, you know, or a fighter and his, his or her contract with the UFC. So we do that. But then we also do marketing and branding and endorsements and things of that nature. So. Uh, I've been doing that for about six years now, and prior to that, as mentioned, I was a partner with my brother Gary on VaynerMedia, and then as far as the relationship between Vayner Sports and VaynerMedia, um, it is obviously, you know, they're sister companies, um, resources can be shared from time to time, obviously the founders are the same, uh, so it's a very close and loving relationship, I would say. Yeah. What made you get into sports? Uh, passion. Purely, you know, my first uh, VaynerMedia was the first thing I did after graduating college and 
Um, I loved building that business. I loved the team that we built, but I wasn't particularly passionate about helping corporate brands with their media marketing and advertising. And so I had the good fortune of having done well through building that business and having some great investments that Hall mentioned. Uh, took a little bit of time to think through what I wanted the next step in my career to be. And I landed on the idea of representing athletes. The, the inspiration came from having crossed paths with athletes in the venture capital space. Um, guys like Draymond Green and Dominic and Sue, Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony, you know, got to know those guys through shared investments and, you know, broke bread with them and asked them questions about, you know, their careers. And I kind of noticed a gap in the athlete representation space where you had agents that took care of the contracts. You had agents that got them marketing endorsement deals, but there was nobody focused on that gap around business, entrepreneurship, venture capital. And I thought my background in all those things uh, would lend well to representing athletes. So I jumped in and started doing it about six years ago. AJ, I have two questions for you, and, and they're not on our, our pre-list of questions, but they're not fastball, so That's don't fine. worry. Fine. One is, uh, what the fuck was in the water at your house? Like, literally, you, you know, you are incredibly impressive. Oh, yes, Ga Gary's, Gary's incredibly, like, can you just give us a quick 60 seconds on, like, sure. you know, like, 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 you know, your, your, your folks, uh, the environment that you grew up in, uh, both of you, you know, you guys are incredibly ambitious. So just give us like, yeah, thank you. Thank you for the kind words. Um, you know, for context, uh, grew up in an immigrant household. So I'm first generation. I was born here. Um, my brother and my parents were born in the former Soviet union in Belarus. My sister who's in between us, she's eight years older than I am. Uh, she was born, like she was conceived on the way to America. So she was born here, but like my parents were here. They were in their early twenties. They had a three-year-old. My mom was like seven months pregnant when they came to America, no money, no language, crazy situation. And I think that, I think it plays a large role. Um, you know, growing up, uh, my father's an entrepreneur. Um, I think I had the perfect balance between my two parents. They were so different, but they brought so much value individually that when combined, it was just, I was very fortunate. You know, my father instilling things like work ethic and ambition and integrity. My mom in terms of like emotional intelligence and love and, mm -hmm. and just, and work ethic as well. Frankly, it was probably a double dosage of work ethic uh, that came from both parents. And so, yeah, um, I, I attribute a lot of it just to that parenting. Then again, being such a, I was the youngest of three and having a brother and sister that were eight years old and 11 years older, you know, I had role models. I had four role models, not two in the household, right? Like when I was 10, mm. my brother and my sister were both in college. My brother left for college when I was seven. And so I had two very different childhoods. And I think having older siblings that really set a great example played a big role too. What kind of entrepreneur was your dad? Uh, so my father um, still does the same thing. He's had a one track, you know, once he became an entrepreneur in America, it's been the one track. He's in the um, adult beverage retail space. So yeah. You know, he has a wine store called the Wine Library. It started off as a liquor store, and it still is a liquor store, but it became most well-known for wine. And my brother and my father worked together for about a decade in that regard as well. Um, and now it's a, you know, a national uh, retailer online and in-store in New Jersey as well. Amazing. When are you, when Gary buys the Jets, are you going to also, uh, are you going to be a co-owner or you're, 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 you're rooting for the Kansas City Chiefs? No, no, no. It, you know, whatever team my brother buys, ideally it's the Jets. Part of that's out of his control. Um, I'm probably most set up to be the general manager of that team, just given my experience on the player's side. 
you know, I've gotten to know these NFL front offices for the last five plus years. I'll continue to get to know them. I think I can, uh, you know, whenever he's ready, it's going to take some time. Buying a team's not the cheapest endeavor, um, but I'll be well suited to help him kind of build out that football management side of the team. Amazing. All right, we'll, well, we'll, we'll, we'll come watch. I, let's love, get I, to, love, I love baseball. So okay, we'll come let's, watch. Can we get to the NFT conversation? All right, great. So you <laughs> recently launched a project called yep. Vayner Sports Pass. How does yep. it work? What is it? Yep. So the Vayner Sports Pass, the way I look at it is I, I see us and our pass at the convergence of sports and NFTs. Uh, we are really focused on it being a utility pass. That's first and foremost. So um, two projects that were really the inspiration behind the Vayner Sports Pass from a utility perspective were um, a subset of my brother's project, VFriends, called the Gift Goat. There's a Gift Goat in VFriends. There's 555 of them. And when you hold the Gift Goat, you're eligible to receive 18 gifts over a three-year period. And the first three have been a combination of an NFT and a physical gift. Um, the most recent one was um, some custom shots done between Gary and an incredible photographer uh, who goes by the handle Drift. Um, if you know Drift, where my vans go, climbs crazy tall buildings, takes pictures from scary heights. Um, I think the floor on where my vans go is like 45 ETH or something like that. Incredible artist. And so that was a big inspiration. Then also um, the Proof Collective by Kevin Rose. That was a big inspiration as well. And so um, by owning a Vayner Sports Pass, one of the digital benefits is that you have a NFT that is your access to additional NFTs and digital experiences. We announced our first one three days ago with another incredible artist named Micah Johnson. Micah is the creator of Aku and the Aku world. Um, he last I checked, he's one of the 15 highest selling NFT artists in the world. He's done over 20 million in revenue uh, in sales from his art in the NFT space. And what made him the perfect first partner, too, is that um, he's actually a former MLB player and was actually teammates with one of our baseball clients. So I just felt like it really hit on the head. He's a talented artist. And uh, if you own a Vayner Sports Pass, you are going to be able to claim in a couple of weeks a free piece from Micah um, that he's created specific for the Vayner sports community. So that's a huge part of it. Um, another aspect of the digital benefits is that with a Vayner sports pass, you get access to a private discord channel in the private, in the Vayner sports overall channel for holders only. And we're doing digital experiences with our athletes. So yesterday, uh, our client, Aljamain Sterling, who's the UFC bandweight champion, he had just defended his belt four days prior. He came on and did a, um, a voice, an audio-based AMA with our holders. And that was an awesome experience for MMA fans. I actually just wrapped one up right before this with our client, Booga. He's the Fortnite world champ and esports athlete. And so if you're somebody that loves esports, getting into this private, you know, couple hundred person type conversation with our clients is pretty awesome. And then um, the other uh, benefit is uh, physical experiences in real life events we do have aspirations for some really incredible opportunities for raffles and giveaways for our holders centered around sporting events. Um, so that's a focus. And then the final piece of the entire puzzle, uh, I'm a big fan of game theory. I'm somebody that loves poker. I'm somebody that, um, you know, when you look at my wallet in the NFT space, I'm big into things like pixel vault and wolf game. And so I love game theory and, and I'm excited that we have a layer of game theory as well uh, tied into the past because Unlike some other projects, when you look at, for example, Gifco and Proof, for the 555 Gifcoats, they're all identical. For the 1,000 Proof Collective member passes, they're all identical. But the Vayner Sports Pass, we have different uh, different colors, different backgrounds, different icons on there, and that affords us the opportunity to have some fun along the way. 
Mm, I, I have an NFT question, and then maybe you can talk a little bit about Deep Brown. I have an NFT question. I mean, this week, obviously, you know, mm. it's been a very interesting week in tech, uh, none the least, um, especially with Elon and Twitter. But, um, you know, Jack Dorsey's uh, the first his first tweet, right, was auctioned. Um, uh, and there's got to be some spin on this, but like, obviously, it first went for millions, I think 30 or 40 million. And now they say the highest bid was $280. Yeah, like what? Like what's behind that? Is there like a fall from grace on this kind of NFT hype wave, or is this like an outlier, or just like a media spin? Like what is what's yeah. happening with this? I'm familiar story? with that. I'm familiar with the overall concept. I remember the company that was selling the NFTs of tweets and did that that uh, that sale. Um, I don't think you can take that one instance and apply it to the entire industry, right? Like in the sense that. I mean, let's see. Just on OpenSea in the last 24 hours, there's a project I never even heard of called Shinsei Galaverse Official, and they did 1,460 ETH in secondary sales volume in the last 24 hours. You know, so what are we talking about? 1,461 times 3,000. You know, that's 4.3 million dollars in sales on an NFT project I never even heard of in the last 24 hours. So, uh, I you know, that type of thing is um is going to happen in any industry there's like you can't find a single industry in which something got hot and then fell off a cliff so i i think it's no different in nfts i want to talk about this past so is this because we've been you know as in the board of the moment we've been talking about a lot about how do you do you know what what is what is the innovation you know in the art space so part of being having a past is just being a member right of this yeah. community and giving you digital benefits and then you know, potentially some act. Where, where else are you the first that is doing this in this space when in sports? Are there more? What are some good models that you're seeing? Yeah, uh, I won't say that we're the first, right? For example, I referenced Proof and Gifco, and there's others. Um, but what I will say is that I think we're the most well positioned to execute on the concept of a utility pass for sports. And what I mean by that is, <clears throat> you know, a lot of projects are launched by anonymous founders with an idea. And, you know, because they were able to put together a smart contract and get some good art and put together a pretty good marketing plan, they're able to sell millions of dollars worth of NFTs. But then what? Whereas for us, you know, this pass is built off the back of an already well-established and entrenched business, right? Vaynersports has 35 employees. We have 150 clients in professional sports. When you look at our employees and the years of experience, we have hundreds of years of experience and relationships in the sports industry. And so I think for our ability to pull off the benefit that we're promising to our holders, given that we're a real company with doxed founders, with real relationships and a network, I think we're the, again, not the first, but I think within the world of sports, we're the most well positioned to bring a high value NFT project to the ecosystem. So uh, while it's early, pro sports is one of the first areas that NFTs have been embraced. Why do you think that is? I think it's just a matter of... Um, NFTs are just a reflection of our society and our culture, right? And so um, I look at NFTs similar to websites, right? I think in the late 90s, websites started popping up and then they became table stakes and everybody in every business and every interest needed a website. I think the same thing's going to happen with NFTs. And so sports and music and celebrity, that's yep. always going to be at the foundation of society. And so any new innovation is always going to circle be back. Adopted by celebrity sports and then, yeah. yeah I think so. Point. 
Yeah. Well, true. You know, one of the things, AJ, we've discovered on the show, and by the way, thanks, you know, we emailed you and you're like, yeah, let's do it. Uh, by the way, I also appreciate it as a dad. You were like, let's do it, but we got to do it before 5 p.m. because yes. I'm, I'm in dad zone. So yeah. thank um, you. Thanks so, for accommodating. Oh, of course, that that was epic. Um, but one of the things we realized now doing 10 of these is, um, you know, obviously kind of growing up web one and web two, we're actually seeing more diversity in web three. Yeah. Um, we are seeing more women, more people of color, especially within NFT projects. Uh, you know, you have folks like Crypto Coven and so many incredible projects. I mean, what, like what, what are your thoughts on that? Um, uh, like, you know, generally speaking, do you agree? And, um, yep. and, and how can we accelerate that? Yeah. Yeah, I, I do agree, generally speaking. Um, I like to think that kind of like I just answered the last question, I like to think that the reason why Web3 is more diverse and inclusive than, say, Web2 or Web1 is that I think it's a, re a reflection of our society, right? I think we are, there's still a long, long way to go, but I do think our society is making strides of being more accepting and and being more focused on the benefits of diversity and inclusion and and then representation too, right? I think something that um, I encourage everybody listening to uh, to look at, and I, I go back to, is our first partnered artist for the Vayner Sports Pass, Micah Johnson. His project, Aku, is about a little eight-year-old boy, black astronaut. And Aku and all of the art and the $20 million worth of sales that came from it was actually inspired from Micah's nephew, who's an eight-year-old black boy yeah. at the time when he went up to Micah and asked Micah if little black boys could be astronauts. And when Micah heard that, he was taken aback and it inspired him to have that representation and to have that message out there. And so um, that that's my belief. And, you know, it, I, I always um, I always smile and love to see when I see, you know, diverse projects, female led projects that are at the top of the secondary sales or mint out fast. And, you know, I think one of the best projects uh, that's women led and women forward that I had the great, um, fortune of minting was world of women Remember when yeah. world of women came out um and and gary texted me he's like hey i, I came across this project mm -hmm. they've sold like you know it's ten thousand nfts they've sold about 1500 of them so far i think the art's incredible the founder is, is a woman it, it's female forward and it's really the first project that i feel in this nft window you know those first few months of 2021 that is female forward i want to support it i think you should grab some too and we both bought um, and I mean, to see what world of women has, has become today and, and the, the path it's taken. And I'm just a big fan of it. Yeah. You know, it's interesting too. I think the narrative there's, there was an article in the Washington post that got a lot of buzz about like, you know, some celebrities talking about like, Oh, women, you got to get into crypto. And we're kind of like, that's not the right message because right. I think what I'm learning from the show, women are already in crypto. Mm -hmm. You know, it's mm -hmm. kind of like girls who code. It's not like getting girls to code. It's about talking about how girls are coding. Yeah. And Kind of about like talking about how women and people of color are cryptoing, you know, and that. So, so it's so I think that that is where we have the, it's it's an interesting conversation shift yeah. from Web two, which is not about how do we get more women in it because women are already in it. Yeah, it's, you show, know? Showcasing, it's the, showcasing the incredible the ones that already and are, and that's what we're doing on the show. Yeah, it's just like yeah. showcasing the badass yeah. people that are already. You There's know. so many. I mean, yeah. even last week, Tammy from Stronghold, she's been in the space since Forever. 2013. I mean, most like, of it, yeah. It's insane, it's, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's really. So I want to get to a couple of these questions before we, we let you go. I know we're close. We're, we're getting, but we got some interesting things. So there's one question about how about MasterCard filming multiple NFT path 
that's cool by me i think that um you know it's interesting right because it's so much about cryptocurrency is the decentralization and going against the traditional financial model um but you know i think everybody loved it when visa bought a crypto punk a few months ago and if mastercard wants to file some nft patents as long as they're good and they're valid and they have intent of doing some interesting things i'm always open-minded i'm sure a lot of people are like no 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 but Let's see what they have to say first. That's how I see it. Yeah. What do you think about MoonPay and their their role in providing the, a common person and on ramp? Yeah, I think I think in general buying NFTs is way too hard. Um, the the yeah. barrier to entry it's too complicated for most. So people. complicated. It's a tough user experience. It's awfully difficult. Um, so anybody that is trying, you know, with MoonPay, uh, you know, there's a lot of buzz around Coinbase eventually dropping a marketplace anything to make buying nfts more accessible i am supportive of it'll grow the industry last question how does the nfts change the relationship between athletes and fans that's a great one that is a great one um well i'll, I'll be selfish and i'll use vayner sports pass as an example right where it's been something that we've been able to utilize to bring those two sides together even more so um i think nba top shot deserves a lot of credit for doing something similar you know top shot be one of the earlier NFT projects that um, really popped off the entire industry. You got a lot of the everyday consumer uh, involved through, you know, the flow blockchain and, you know, the ability to buy with a, a debit card or a bank account. Um, and they, they did a nice job of getting some NBA players that were interested in crypto integrated into that community. And so, um, yeah, I think uh, NFTs could be an unbelievable bridge for a lot of industries. And I hope I play a nice role in bridging fans and, uh, and athletes together. So somebody would like to know what your favorite aspect of the VSP project is and what activation um, you might be most excited about for the holders. So my favorite part is um, it's not public yet. I've only talked about it at a high level, but my favorite part is something that I'm working on, which is our first um, introduction to game theory within the Vayner Sports Pass. Uh, like I said, I am somebody that um, my favorite things to do are things like, you know, participating in the Pixel Vault or Wolf Game ecosystem from a play to earn or risk to earn ecosystem. I, in high school, I played an enormous amount of poker. Same with college. Um, I grew up a fantasy sports player. Like I'm a strategic thinker. I love board games. Settlers of Catan is my favorite board game. And so um, I love the fact that I'm somebody that, you know, Survivor is my favorite TV show of all time. Like, I love strategy and game theory and twists and turns. And it's pretty awesome for me that I get to now sit like front and center and in, you know, in the pilot seat to actually drive this game and this game theory. So I'm hyped about it. So you heard it here first on the growing crypto. What's coming up next on VSB? Some game. game. It's coming. Game. It's game coming. Theory. It's coming, baby. Um, what, what do you think, you know, just leaving kind of our audience with like resources, a lot of folks that tune in, uh, on podcasts everywhere, not necessarily on this LinkedIn, but much more distribution as a pod is like almost like their first experience with Web3 and crypto. And so they're often looking to, you know, read more, listen more, um, talk to more people, reach out to folks on Twitter. Like what recommendations would you give folks that are like brand new to the space? Yeah. You know, so to, if you're brand new, the first thing I, and I've had a lot of people come to me and ask this, um, I'm a big fan of the podcast, modern finance by Kevin Rose. 
what I would do if you're new to the Web3 space is go to the very first few episodes. Don't skip. Don't listen to the most recent stuff because it's getting more and more advanced. Go back to the beginning. Listen to the first like seven episodes of Modern Finance, and I think you'd be caught up to speed pretty fast. I think it does a good job. Got it. So Kevin Rose, Modern Finance Podcast. Yep, the um, early days. The ones from like a year ago and change. Amazing. amazing. Well, thank you for your time. Sure. Say, yes. have fun with your little three munchkins. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. We look forward to seeing you. Thanks, soon. AJ. Congrats on everything. And uh, look forward to more collabs. And thank you again for, for joining yes. us on Deeper on Crypto. And you're better looking than Gary. Hey, hey, hey. Let's, let's clip that. Let's clip that. Thanks, guys. Take care. <laughs>